Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. And as well tonight, we have Chris Powell of Full Steam Designs and Corey of Odyssey, Odyssey CNC. Let's go on tonight, boys. Right. What's up? Not much. I, 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 wanted to say, I wanted to say Odyssey Stands. That's why I screwed it up. <laughs> and uh, threw yeah. through a loop on that one. <laughs> I'm going to change it every like three or four months just so you have to keep going back and forth. Please don't. (laughs) It it won't change. (laughs) I have to look at it to change it. So it may not, it may not work out for you. For those of you that don't know, uh, Corey and Chris are also hosts of the makeshift podcast. So this is kind of a mashup between the two podcasts. Yeah, Could also me. be called when we were in the Navy. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. I think that was our episode Na- one. Was Navy it? stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sea stories. Yeah. Sea stories. That's, that was it. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with you guys? Uh, school. <laughs> Lots of school. school. Yeah. Yep, school and and rotary stuff. That was basically yeah. our our last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like my life now: school and and the rotary CNC, trying to figure that thing out. So you guys are both a headache. So you guys are both doing rotary CNC work now. Yeah, yeah, I started it, and Chris, you know, is trying to steal my Just thunder, so. copying you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a trend setter. What can I say? I've set one trend, and I have one trend follower. Well, I do. It's good record. I did order some handles from you, Corey. Yeah, yeah. You're my you're my number one customer. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a week, and I'll be ready to start filling handle orders. As long as they're just round, I don't know about any of that, you know, crazy stuff. But you're you're gonna have to figure out how to um how to do that on your carve carveco maker, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because yours doesn't wrap it up all pretty like a a three D model like mine. D. Yeah, well, uh, Carveco does, but yeah, the one oh, I'm okay. using won't. So right. yeah, we'll figure something out. Do you use Fusion, Corey? Uh, so I I have used Fusion uh, a, a ton, um, but I swapped to Aspire recently um, because of the rotary. So because it's a three-axis rotary machine. Fusion doesn't like it. It wants it to be a fourth axis. So it wants to move past that center line. Got it. Like either way. Mine's a fixed gantry. So it's actually only using three uh, axis. And I guess Fusion doesn't like that. I mean, from what I've looked up, I could be wrong, but I, I tried figuring it out with Fusion. I, I think couldn't. Smoke, I think smoke is coming out of Tony's. Yeah. Head. His eyes have glazed <laughs> over. We'll get to blacksmithing yeah, in a, a minute, Tony. Yeah. yeah, Tony, we're about three minutes in. Come on, okay. stuff with us. I'm offering. I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> hey. So a rotary, Tony, is this thing. <laughs> yes. That spins I got, in I a circle. <laughs> you make it to camp, you're going to get a punch in the face. <laughs> yes. That's number four. And that's four people that are going to punch me in the face now. <laughs> so let's pump these numbers up. <laughs> oh, man. No, you can continue with your four axis thingamajig thing. Yeah, so it's like a wheel, right? A circle. <laughs> anyway, it spins things, and then there's a bit above it that moves back and forth. I'm showing you, even though nobody else can see it. And then it, it cuts things. And if you want to see it better than that, you can go watch 
my videos on my feed and soon Chris's videos. Right now he's got videos of the of the chuck spinning and it moving back and forth, but soon he's going to be shredding some wood. That is the most exciting thing ever though, like just seeing that thing move, but it is super nerve-wracking. Like oh yeah. You know, I've run I've run real CNC's before and not been as worried about running this thing. Like it just yeah, well on on big CNC's you can close the enclosure and yeah, you just get away hide from behind it. it. <laughs> and on this one, you're like, like on a normal CNC bed, the worst you're going to do probably is like ram through your part into the spoil board or hit mm. one of the sides. But on the rotary, there's a chuck on one side, there's a tailstock on the other, and then your part in the middle. And it's like, if you're wrong about something, something's getting smashed. So it's fun. It's very cool. Yeah. The, f- the first thing we did when we started it, when we were, because me and a buddy of mine built this thing and I'm over at his house on the day that he got it running. He's all excited. He's like, come on, dude, I got, I got it figured out. And I'm like, all right, and I go over there. And uh, he puts the bit in, hits go, and it immediately runs to the chuck and explodes the bit. <laughs> I was like, great. He's all nervous after that. He's like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm like, it's cool. The I was last place... put a mark in that chuck anyway. <laughs> The last place I was working at, we ran all these like precision grinders and, you know, these grinding wheels are spinning like, I don't know, 50,000 RPM. Like they're pretty, pretty serious and they're big. They're, you know, I don't know, 15 inch diameter or so. And it's coming in on this little tiny part. It was a part, part for a diesel injector. And this part is like, I don't know, an eighth inch in diameter or so. And it come in to that and just grind a little groove in it and whatever. And this guy set the offsets wrong and it came in and just smashed right into the work table and just the whole wheel grenaded. We're pulling chunks (laughs) of wheel out of that machine for weeks. I mean, it like, it messed that thing up. It did like $50,000 worth of damage to that thing. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can wreck them real quick if you're not paying attention. Oh yeah. Especially the, especially the real CNCs. Oh, for sure. So Corey, you, aside from the rotor, you recently went back to school? Yeah. So a, a few years ago, um, I started going for just an associates in applied science and it's like in manufacturing. Um, so I was working in a machine shop after getting out of the Navy and so I had my GI bill and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to school for something. And so it was either the manufacturing degree or like working towards like a mechanical engineering degree and, um, just the thought of going to school for that long and doing all those like hard classes. I was like, ah, I'm just going to do this manufacturing. And so I, the good thing about the manufacturing degree was I could bounce around and take whatever courses I wanted from the college. So they have like the machine tool, um, classes. And then they have like, um, PLC, like programmable logic for like robots and stuff like that. And then, um, uh, man, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. They have, they have some welding and stuff like that. I didn't do that, but you, as you could tell from yeah, my, uh, what you fear. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I took a bunch of classes in there. Um, and then I took a couple years off. And so I'm going back this year, you know, Chris kept talking about going to school and I was like, man, I need to just go back and finish. So this year I'm taking, um, it's like manufacturing processes and design, which is they, it's like an intro to fusion 360. So like the first day I went in there, they're like, okay, we're going to set up your fusion accounts. We're going to walk you through how to set stuff up. And I was like, opened up my fusion list and uh, I was like, hey, uh, do I need to do this? And showed him 
everything I've designed on there. And he's like, nah, you're good to go. <laughs> so I just left for the day. I was there for like 10 minutes. So that class is going to be fun. But and then I got a couple others, but they uh they all sound pretty inter- interesting. And then it'll wrap up that associates and then, you know, I'll be I'll be grown up because I've graduated <laughs> college. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Chris. You're going back to school, too. Yep, I have started classes at uh, the American College of the Building Arts for blacksmithing. Not really something I ever thought I'd be doing. Um, but yeah, they you know they offer a few things. They offer like woodworking and and uh, stone carving and what's the other one? Oh, plaster. Um, they got they got some cool stuff, and then they have like re- architecture. You can go get like an architecture degree or whatever. But yeah, I'm going for blacksmithing. So been in the like lab or whatever, like the trade class, they call it for a couple weeks now. I guess I've done four classes. So it's pretty fun. They're five hours each. That's uh, Thursdays and Fridays. We're in the, the blacksmith shop. Yeah, it seems like you guys are getting after it with. Uh, yeah, done man, the- that, that guy doesn't waste any time. He, uh, <laughs> you know, first day we we're in there, he taught us how to fire up the forges real quick and taught us where everything is. And, and right away we were making stuff and, you know, third day of class, we were, uh, making tongs. Hell, first day we were, we were forge welding, um, for, for a, uh, a fire rake, you know, where you flip the little end over there and forge weld it back together. Yeah. He, uh, he doesn't mess around. So it's kind of nice though. Yeah. It's impressive. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's awesome to see that you're getting after it, and not uh, not just making hooks for weeks <laughs> on end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like you think about it, it's like, man, how do I? What would you do? And like, I just I had no idea that he'd be. You know, I figured, like you said, be making hooks or whatever. Nails. But it's yeah, nails. Yeah, yeah. You know, or make like a hundred or something. You know, something simple. But yeah, we're just right in it we made a punch and then we went back and he's got a uh, belt grinder back there uh not a good one but uh belt grinder nonetheless so we got to you know sharpen the point on that and whatever and and punch a hole and uh did that in our tongs that was pretty cool it made the tongs got them like working and everything put the rivet in it made the rivet just yeah that's that sounds like you're having a good that's yeah. uh quite a class so yeah yeah it'd be good yeah it's awesome the antenna, the antenna of that course is, it's not like to turn you into a production blacksmith. It's more of like, it's like an, uh, like an artist blacksmith yeah, kind of idea. Right. So the whole point of the school, um, you know, we had like a big hurricane down here in, in the, uh, I don't know, I guess late eighties or whatever. And it destroyed a lot of the historical buildings that we've got in Charleston. So that was uh, hurricane Hugo and they put this school together because they were having to like bring people in from overseas to fix the stuff. Like nobody knew how to fix it. Um, so yeah, they, they were bringing people in from overseas to try to fix all these buildings and whatever. And they just kind of said, all right, this is getting crazy. You know, we need to start training people here. So, um, this, the school originally was at the old jail and then they went and bought the old uh, trolley building. So there you can see like where the tracks are, where the trolleys used to come into the front of the building and whatever. You know, they've all been covered over. But it's just a cool building and real cool atmosphere. 
I'm doing like a uh, drafting course right now, like a hand-drawn course, which is pretty cool, something I've never done. Um, they do get into AutoCAD, and I guess they use SketchUp. So I'm not really a SketchUp guy, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's the one thing. When I got into blacksmithing, I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, you just wing it from just somewhere in the back of your head. You'd be like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. And I've spent more time drawing out and doing things like that to kind of get, at least get a, a game plan together. So before I start working on a piece, just makes life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. The It'll really, it's hard to, it's hard to like figure out where the metal's going to go, at least for me, you know, right now, just cause I'm so new to it. So it's like, getting getting the end product is is difficult um that all comes with time yeah like the tongs was really interesting there's just a real process for that you know where you you hit the one part then you just kind of flip it to the left and hit it again and that'll get your you know beak there your bills you get in the jaw the jaw and the boss yeah yeah Yeah, i've actually i've learned through youtube for that one uh i could probably uh, i've never done it fully but i it's a lot of fun to to make tongs though mm-hmm. i've never made them but uh at one of the hammer ends uh my wife made them and uh chris cash taught her and it was pretty cool watching it go down cool yeah yeah it's a cool process I mean, it's definitely a good it, thing to know i love making my own tools anyway so i'm sure i'll end up with a ton of tongs and hammers and whatever else i can make yeah it's definitely yeah and you'll get into punches and drifts and that kind of that kind of thing so yeah it's definitely need a tool make a tool kind of kind of trade or craft for sure Mm. yeah you don't have to wait for a cnc bit to show up (laughs) yeah and you know i'm excited to like mix that with the other stuff that i can do you know with woodworking and just see where I go with it. Yeah, that was cool. Should be able to come up with some different stuff. Hell, maybe yeah. I can even mix it into the car or something, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. You could mix blacksmithing into that car for sure. <laughs> that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got my, it's it's got my gears turning already of what I could do. So we'll see what I come up with. Yeah, it's kind of uh, interesting about what you were saying, Tony, about how you draw it all out and get a game plan because I haven't done much blacksmithing. I've done a little bit, but the videos I've been watching of people doing it lately because I've been seeing a lot more of it in my feed is like they're moving. Like they have a game plan of exactly what they're doing next. And it's like, man, like how? <laughs> how did they go from this to that that quickly? Because it's like you yeah, I mean, and- you only have until it cools down. So you got to like keep putting in the fire slam, you know, you're moving yeah. and moving. So I mean, cool. most people that you're seeing online, if they're putting a video up like that, that's not the first time they've done it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it there is some calculations. Like actually, the one Smith that I followed, for, well, I still follow him, um, Alex Steele over in Britain, He he's got a good mind for, and he explains it out when he's trying to... Um, what he needs for material and he'll explain that out a little bit. And that's the one, that's the first person that I saw do that. And then that's kind of where I, where I got it and what I took, took from it. Like I've got, I've got a couple books here that are full of like 
tong progressions and, and things like that so they can figure out how to build a set of tongs and i just kind of went went from there but nice yeah that's really cool chris uh are you gonna spend like all day long doing drawing out your designs from now on before you get started we had this dude um i worked in a sub shop for a while and it was like my first command in the navy and there's this dude who had been in for 18 years or whatever and um he like this is a machine shop right so everybody's making parts and i'm one of the junior guys so i'm just like making parts every day to learn but this guy dude he'd been in like 18 years and when he'd go to set up to run a machine, every single time he would have to draw out his part because he had he'd been to a drafting or he had a degree in drafting and design. So he had to make sure everybody knew it and he'd have to draw out these parts <laughs> and make them all perfect and pretty every single time before he started. And I mean, they were, they were pretty cool. He had a book full of them and that was neat, but it would be like half the day of drawing this thing out. And I'm like, I'm a, you know, fireman over here with uh, like six parts done already. Like, you know, making him look bad because I'm making more than him. And it was just funny that he spent all that time drawing those out. Well, I mean, it depends what your game plan is. If you want to have a history, if you want to remanufacture it, he's got the way to do it. You know, if it's all drawn out. Yeah, I don't, that's not why he was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing it. I didn't have to do the work. Oh, sorry. The work. Yeah, you have to bleep that. You got a sailor's mouth. <laughs> yeah, trying to so... hold it together, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jad's gonna be mad at me. Uh, Tony, when you're blacksmithing, do you ever make the progression boards? I've never taken the time to make one, but at some point, I probably will. Like where I do, I've got it kind of set up now that I've got some people coming in to do kind of a have a go play around in the forge kind of session in, in my in my shop so i've been thinking about that because it'd be a good idea to have so that i can like okay this is the step you're going to and then they have a physical representation of it so it, it make it a little bit easier for for them to figure out where they're headed what about you chris and do they have the progression boards in class or no or you don't know yet no i mean uh, i guess Right now, everything's probably pretty new, you know, just they're just trying to get us to where we can do stuff, you know, where we are starting to understand how metal moves and whatever. So maybe they'll get into that later. I, I mean, hell, I got four years of this. So mm. Who knows what what all the projects are going to be? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff over that, that amount of time. And then I got to do externships over the summer. So I'm going to have to find blacksmiths to go you know work with and whatever um so that should be pretty interesting they call that externships we call yeah i don't know what the difference is they do call it an externship there is something different so with an internship you actually have to do the work an externship you may Hmm. or may not do the work you may just go and watch and hang out Hmm. Hmm. gotcha well i don't want to do that I'm, yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't sound gonna, like does I'm, not a Chris thing at all. Yeah, I'll definitely be <laughs> like, you know, give me that hammer. I'll figure this out. <laughs> well, let me let me ruin some of your metal real quick. 
So how are you finding the coal forges? You know, so I guess like I would have never had a baseline for that if I hadn't gone to the um, hammer in there up at the Blackthorn. Right. And I did get to use both and using the coal forge just seemed like a nightmare. But now that that's all I use, that's like all I want to use. It, it just, I don't know. It, it is a lot more. It seems like you really need to pay more attention to it. Like, cause you can't just look in and see what's going on, you know, super clear. Um, I've definitely melted some metal and, and again, I don't know what the hell I'm doing yet. So, uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not not speaking to this of any level of experience. Um, so the coal you get, are you using coal or are you using coke? What's coke. the f- yeah? Is it coke? That's what I figured when I saw the the shape of the mm-hmm. material you guys are using. What is coke? Yeah. So, I Maybe I can't. Soda. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, one guy in every bunch. <laughs> um, yeah, had to do it. I mean, we could have gone another way with that, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in Miami. <laughs> He's in Jersey. <laughs> Easy there. No, um, it's yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's a solid fuel, but I, I don't know what what the difference is between the two. I, I really don't have any experience with them to speak to it, so. But but I, but I know a lot of people hot. like it that yeah. use it. It's it's hot. That's all I can say. Like that compared to the you know standing around a uh, a propane forge or whatever, it gets a little warm. But you stand around these things and you're baking, like just getting up close to them or whatever. That's mm, some pretty serious bacon. heat, especially down here. <laughs> yeah. So in, uh, ju- in South Carolina, I just looked up the differences. And coal is a fossilized material found on Earth. Coke is produced from coal through the coking process. Coke can only be used as a fuel by making it into coke and injecting it into a furnace to give heat energy. So. Hmm. Now we know. Coke is rich in carbon. I don't know anymore. With a calorific value of about 6,000 BTUs per pound. It gives off energy temperatures exceeding 3,800 degrees Celsius when burning. Coal contains 30 to 60% carbon and produces carbon dioxide and soot when it burns. Coal's value is 38 to 5,500 BTUs. So Coke gets hotter by about yeah. 500 BTUs. So, so- Coke's essentially a refined version of coal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'd heard most people that used it like it. I think the guys over in in Europe mainly use Coke, and they they would much rather use that than the coal that's that's over here. Yeah. Yeah. I come home every day. Well, Thursdays, Fridays, anyways, absolutely covered in stuff, anyways. So, I guess it's nice that it is a little cleaner, but it's still. A mess. They don't have a locker room yeah. there where you can clean up. Yeah, they do, but at, at six o'clock or six thirty or whatever, I'm just ready to get the hell home. So, yeah, jump in my truck and especially battling through this traffic here. I've been uh, I was spoiled, you know, not having to. I, yeah, I 
was working right next door for the past, I don't know, a year and a half. So I had a four minute ride to work. And then after I left, you know, I worked at home. So I've yeah, I, I feel your spoiled. pain there. I, uh, I worked, uh, before we got started with the podcast, I was working days for a while. And after 17 years of working shift and, you know, rolling to work at 5 a.m. It was, you know, no traffic whatsoever at that point. All the street lights are flashing. So you didn't have to sit at lights or anything. And then to go to rolling in at seven and dealing with our version of rush hour, it's definitely not anything like what you guys are doing. But as I've been in New York rush hour, that's not fun. Do you guys um, all like like stop and let each other go? And you're like, oh, sorry, come come on, come on in. Like the whole no, like go. like yeah, Tony just stopped letting like thirty people go, and so and Keith are I behind am, him screaming. I am not that person, but there are plenty of those people up here. <laughs> just like, oh no, you go, no no you go, no no you go. Somebody, I move. would be on the horn <laughs> so fast. Oh yeah, it it takes like a half a second of hesitation and I'm like, move. <laughs> if I see a green uh, on the light, if it goes green and your brake lights aren't off, you're getting the horn. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know if I ever told this story. Well, Keith was, I was in the car with Keith the first time after I got off <laughs> in Newark and this guy, I'm just like, we're ripping down the interstate on, or what was it? The, yeah, turnpike, the Jersey Turnpike. And it wasn't, we weren't 15 minutes into the trip and he was flipping the bird and on the horn. And it was like, oh, okay. I'm sitting there holding on to the handle, just about ripping it off the A-pillar. Like, all right, man, I, I got it. I'm in New Jersey. I got places to be, man. Yeah. Man, you should have seen when we were in Atlanta and we went to, uh, what the heck was that place? Firehouse Subs. It wasn't Jersey. Yeah, Firehouse Subs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> took us like 30 minutes to get our food. He's like, what are we waiting on? There's no one here. I'm like, well, this is just kind of how it is down here. I, 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 it, it's, un, it's unfathomable how slow they move to make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I could have... In, in Jersey, I would have ordered the sandwich, eaten, left, and gone back for a second sandwich in the time it took them to make me one sandwich. Yeah, I just had an experience like that today. <laughs> we were playing softball, and then we went up to the, our, I guess it would be our sponsor, bar, pub kind of thing. And yeah, it was. we got there at 6.30, and I got home at 9.00. So it took a while. Nah, there's beer involved at least there. It was a beer, some wings, fries, and onion rings, and that was that took forever yeah. to get. And then the fries were cold. So Firehouse was- Subs is like one of the. It's like a deli. You walk up, you order you you mm-hmm. order a sandwich, and they, they make it right there. There's no wait staff. There's no kitchen in the back. It's just yeah, some, oh, it's ba- some it's would even say a, a some would way. say this is fast food. <laughs> hmm. Not not in in Atlanta, but who's who's worth worse, Chris, Keith at Firehouse or me at the shawarma stand? Oh, uh, you at the shawarma stand because you were <laughs> you were drunk. We're, we're, they got this place. They got this place in Bahrain. We were on our way back from what was it Rockies? 
was the bar, I think, where oh, we all yeah, went and hung so. out. Yeah. So we got good stories about Rockies that we can tell in the after show, probably. Um, <clears throat> that was a popular bar for some interesting people. Anyways, <laughs> we're on the way back. I'm like, dude, we need to get back to the ship now. He's like, I'm not going back unless you get me food. So we go in this place. It was uh, Shawarma Express. And the guy was just taking forever. He's like, Corey's like, what do you think this guy would do if I just jumped over the counter and like hit him right in the face? And I'm like, I'm like, all right, we're not going to find out. He goes, he goes, they should change the name of this place to, uh, what'd you say? Shakolda. Shakolda takes too long. Yeah, Shakolda takes to effing long. Yeah, there, there, there was an effing in there. <laughs> yeah, good times. We're trying uh, to be a clean yeah. show here, boys. That wasn't bad. Was no. that bad? No. Good. Because we can make it worse. I know. I know. <laughs> after show. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a good story about Rockies <laughs> for the after show. <laughs> you guys excited for camp? Yeah. Maker camp, damn! Counting count down the days. Are you making anything yeah. for the swap, Corey? Yeah, so I'm going to make a forging hammer. Um, so I'm going to make the handle, and then I, I've, <laughs> yeah, in my rotary that's a, CNC. That's a major part of a hammer. I mean, it is. I'm going to make the handle, but I'm actually not making the head. But I'm getting it from DFM Tool Works, and it's one of those cool like milled in their rotary. Mm. Or like their their CNC machine with the live tooling, and uh, like as soon as I saw that thing, I was like, "Man, I gotta make a handle to go with one of those." And I was like, oh, "I might as well put that in the maker swap because that'll be cool." That will be cool. So that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna bring as long as I get it in time. I think I am. They said they were working on the batch that mine is in, so hopefully I get it in time. If not, I'm gonna have to make my own head somehow, which you is know, gonna be a problem. You know what you should do? You should see if you can like like connect to their computer from your house and hit the start button. <laughs> you know, and then I you can tell everybody you, you made it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I think <laughs> now you're onto something. You better make a cool handle. I will. I will. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. That's the style. That, that okay. might, that might be mine. Mm, so I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the DFM <laughs> Toolworks handles. Um, Handles or heads? The hammers that he's making, the hammer heads he's making. Oh, right. Is it a forging yeah, yeah. hammer? Because I've seen the brass. He's got different those... ones. Yeah, he's got brass, um, aluminum. Um, I forget what the steel is. There's a steel one that he's making that is for forging. And then the... there's also like a, a nitrile. What is that last one that's like gold looking? Nitrile. Like gold yeah, nitride. <laughs> yeah, Nit- nitrile. That's the stuff they make like gloves out of. <laughs> that's not Is he said. coming to camp this year? Do you know? He was there at the first one. I don't know. He was at the first one. I hung yeah. out with him for a while. I don't um, know, but I know he's, he sponsored some stuff. Yeah, he sponsored it last I guess year too, I, but he didn't come. I guess he's going to be my recommendation so that he can listen to this and tell me <laughs> if he's making my head for me or not. <laughs> I, I hope he doesn't win his own hammer. With your, with your handle. And then he cuts the handle off. He's like, what is this fancy thing doing here? That would be funny if he won. <laughs> it's like joy. Ta-da. Yeah, so I'm seeing the steel 
like be his forging hammer is a S seven, which is pretty uh, pretty rugged steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to look up the other one. Was it the forty one forty? No. So he had another one, but I guess they're not. It's not on his list here anymore. So I know whenever he was making it, he was showing that he was having some issues with it turning out right. So he might have like discontinued it because it was a pain to make. Um, but it looked. It looked he really has cool. a. Titanium. Uh, oh, nitside? that's side. Nits. Am I saying I that think that's wrong? The, the nitride. Nit- yeah, <laughs> yeah, nitride. Sorry, jeez, I can't talk today. Uh, great day to podcast. Yeah, so it's a. Yeah, I've seen that before because it's like a gold-looking finish yeah. that he puts on top of. A, it's a forty-one forty base hammer, mm. but it gives gives you that that bling effect. Like if you ever see a, a rifle or anything like that, that's gold. That's what they use. Is that titanium? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That thing's wicked looking though. Yeah. They, they look, they look real sharp. Uh, what are you guys making? Not something as cool as a DFM hammer. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm making anything. Cause I'll make you something. Don't worry. There, yeah, there you go. I'll just I'll, I'll buy something. I'll buy something from somebody else and I'll put it on one of your hammer handles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll work. Wait a second. Uh, I'll bring it over to the forge real quick and just throw it in and hit it with a hammer and be like, "Done." There you go. Why don't you just forge something while you're in class? Yeah, I guess I could maybe do something. Have the instructor do it. You know, kind of like a yeah. So it actually project. looks good. <laughs> I well, I then, welded uh, that all by myself. <laughs> For the handle, I'll make the model and send it to you, and you can just claim that you made these things. I'll, I'll get a bunch of the G code. Uh, yeah, I'll get a bunch of people to bring me materials too. Maybe Adam can uh, make some Damascus for me, so I'll already be, you know, most of the way through <laughs> that process. <laughs> I'm interested to see what that competition is. Hmm. You know what you guys should do? You know what would make it even cooler? If instead of him like helping you, you had to pick someone that could help you. You know? So you like had to go find somebody, but you couldn't all like pick the same person. So then you'd have to be like strategic about who you were picking to help. I mean, obviously mm. that might be a little more difficult because you'd have to you know, coordinate with them and everything, but that would add a fun little aspect to it. <laughs> the the dream team. Challenge. It would. The problem is we yeah. don't know what we're making. Hmm. Yeah. All we know is what the little bit he gave us was that it was going to start with a, with a rasp of some sort. So. Hmm. Oh man, that's what we were doing too. I had no idea that you actually used a rasp in blacksmithing like i i thought that was just you know oh, a woodworking like a, tool or whatever uh, doing the hot doing like a hot yeah holy crap Expl- that was crazy explain that to me i don't know what that means so so we made those punches and he's like all right so you know now so we get it as round as we can by forging he's like and now you're gonna have somebody hold onto the the chisel with like a pair of tongs and then you're gonna come over and you hold the rasp at like a I don't know, 45 or whatever, between 45 and 90 degrees, somewhere in there and run it over 
the the chisel as like your your whoever's helping you spins it basically and you know it knocks down any high spots and it's like shooting sparks off the whole time it's a pretty cool looking process maybe i can uh get a video of it or something the next time we're doing yeah, i want to see that but it's, it's i I, yeah. I had no idea that you did anything like that man it, it, it is it's, hot as hell though <laughs> yeah it's it's very similar keith to remember when we were using the big butcher yeah um, brush block brush they uh it's kind of the same thing the butcher block the, the brush gives you more of that's you're getting a finish and what he's doing with the rasp gets you more of a shape like it, hmm. it, it, it'll cut down and actually take material off where the mm-hmm. where the brush is just just cleaning things up hmm. yeah yeah it's just just like a it's like a manual grinder like shooting shooting sparks all over the place but your hands are right nice. there so. oh yeah it's I don't, I've, ne- I've never, I've done, I guess the closest thing I've done to it is a hot wire wheel I've done in my shop. I've put, I'll put something in the vise and wire wheel it with my grinder as it's still at like a red or an orange heat. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. It's, it's pulling a little bit of material off, but nothing like what you'd be doing with, with the rasp. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's hmm. been the f- like most fun part for me. Like, I'm completely new to all this, so like everything is like amazing at this point. That's so cool. <laughs> like, even I, I'm sure people are listening and they're like, "Well, yeah, dummy, like that's what you do." But it's just I've never never done anything like this before, so it's all all new experience. Yeah, it's fun. Like I've I've run into times, like I think I've said it before, but you get forging something and it's coming out just the, exactly the way you want it. You couldn't wipe the smile off my face while I'm doing it, and I'm swinging a hammer for all I'm worth at the same time. Like it just doesn't add up. Like physically exerting myself in that way, but then having a big huge grin on my face at the same time. So mm, that's that's probably terrifying. <laughs> Seeing Tony smile. <laughs> <laughs> swinging a hammer on a yeah. hot piece of steel just smiling it's, from ear to ear <laughs> it's it's a good smile it's not it's not a creepy smile well maybe maybe it is i i'll have to ask bill <laughs> she'll tell that's me why, she'll, she'll just tell me it's a nice smile that's that's why keith and chad liked you when they first met you at maker camp like this guy looks so friendly <laughs> <laughs> he just really loves pounding the crap out of steel <laughs> i would say within the first hour of meeting tony I called him Letter Kenny, and it <laughs> it did not go over well. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to find a, hi- a hole to hide in for for a second or two. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I thought I was done for. So he did wipe the smile off your face. I wiped so it off of his. <laughs> <laughs> he kept he kept the grin. He's <laughs> <laughs> it got bigger. <laughs> I w- it's almost it's impossible to meet a Canadian and not bring up Letter Kenny. Uh, Letter Kenny or what's the other one? Uh, orange, red, green, whatever the hell it is. Red green, yeah, yeah, yeah that's colors. a good one. Those, those uh, are those are pretty good ones. I, I like those both of them. Letter Kenny's. Yeah, we got a guy in class. Uh, he's from like the town that's in that show, so he can do a pretty mean impression. Which of I mean, which... it's not really of uh, Letter Kenny. It's not really oh, an impression. Yeah. It's just, it's just know, him. Probably just real life. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, that's an actual yeah. town, Letterkenny? Uh, I don't know what the town is. No, no that's there, not well, there's a town that they film in, but there is a Letterkenny, Ontario. Okay. He's mm. right by the town they film in. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure where they film. I think it's a bigger town than they let on where they actually film, but hmm. I mean, it's got to be big enough to have a rink, so that's it's a good-sized town. You all think we have, you know, rinks you in every, everywhere, but... I mean, yeah, do you, is no, it yeah, not yeah. like Starbucks where it's just like, oh, we're going down to the skating <laughs> rink today, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> It's right there, like right next door, or right outside your house. Or yeah, you pretty much got to have ten to fifteen thousand people in a town in order to have a rink, and most of them are quite old when they're in a small town like that. So we're starting to actually move through and get a lot of those old rinks replaced. We always call it, there's a reason why they call them barns sometimes because they really were literally just a barn put up with it was cold enough that they, it would freeze, freeze, freeze the water and make ice. That's crazy. Yeah. They didn't, there were, they were not fun to play in. You should go check out like a Rockefeller center at Christmas time, put on your skates and go <laughs> check a bunch, check a bunch of old people trying to look at the Christmas tree. Just, just wreck people. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was. I'm actually a goalie, so I don't. Uh, I don't wreck people. I su- I surprise people. I've been hit a few times playing net, and they'll be like, "You okay? You okay?" I'm like, 250 pound goalie. You can hit me. I'm okay." <laughs> you remember that, Corey? Oh, yeah. I'm I talking remember. about hockey. No. Yeah, we're gonna play hockey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> play field hockey. Just the one aspect of hockey. Just gonna be you, you and Corey. <laughs> you bring the skirt, we'll play. Sounds good. <laughs> I am in my closet. There's a skirt right behind me. See, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how it's your closet, not your wife's closet. It's this is mine. No, uh, she lets me use some of the skirts sometimes. Hmm. So I got that from <laughs> oh, from the oh, navy. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, kid show. Ah, this yeah. the, crop that. Sorry. So I finally got around to working on that banquette today or this weekend. Mm. This, oh, yeah. You were actually in your shop doing work. I was work. actually in my shop That's doing weird. woodworking. Well, you videoed it. So I guess that proves you were in your shop. Yeah. yeah that was yeah, even crazy. Some, some content. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like two videos, too. I, so, wow. I used my frog pod. I, I put it up it. on the wall there. Yeah little content creation i i'm an influencer now kids just so you know just so you know in case you were unaware i am a content creator now but yeah i um it was weird taking a nice piece like that and cutting it up you know just chopping it right in half but whatever where did that come from i mean i know it came from uh green street there but what did they not use it for a job or something? yeah no they they, uh, they got the angle wrong right oh no yeah i don't know what <laughs> and the i don't know all the specifics but uh there was an angle wrong with it so um yeah i think he said something like he just assumed it was he knew what the bay window angle was right. and didn't like go and take you know actually because you know you assume the guy framing it 
framed it at the right angle, but but he know. didn't. So, so it works for my house, but it was too wide. So mm. it was you, fifty-four so inches. Wider. I had to make it forty-two. So okay, I was wondering what you were doing with that because I just saw you cut it like in half. Yeah, so I cut it in half. I know you you cut a section out. Yeah, okay. I haven't. What what happened with the router? Bit? Oh well, so. The thing is huge and it doesn't really fit in my shop. So I've been working like half in the shop and half out on just a table, but it's high up. And then I had the, I cut it in half, like right next to the miter. And I cut it close to the style on the side of it so I could clean it up to the style. And my plan was to clamp a piece of wood along the style and then route like a pattern route just to clean up the edge and uh it had been glued on there so i was going and getting the glue out and and because it's a butt joint with glue it kind of like popped out a little bit you know so i picked up the the router but it's like high so i'm kind of like just worried about keeping it away from my face and my head and i picked it up (laughs) i hit the metal clamp i had Oh no! And I exploded oh. the bit. Um, so yeah, wear your safety goggles, kids. And then I figured you hit like a uh, pocket hole screw or something. No, I had taken care of that. I was afraid of that <laughs> to begin with. Um, so I had taken care of all that before I got in involved, you know, because I didn't want to hit with a router bit any metal, and I wound up hitting metal with a router bit. So, <laughs> and then like a a jerk today i i I just put everything back together last night and uh like i threw all the tools away so today i went back out to finish it because after that happened i was just i went inside changed my shorts i was done you know (laughs) my my adrenaline was pumping the whole nine so i just (laughs) closed up and then this morning i go out to start working on it and uh I had some family coming over today, so I only had a certain amount of time. So I'm like grabbing the clamps and I just reach into the sustainer and I grabbed the one clamp and it still had the nick in it and it went right mm. into my finger and now it freaking hurts. Like, got, got you again. So at least then I went over and I ground did. it off on the two by 72. So I took care of it, but man. I, I would have taken care of that clamp a different way by throwing it in the <laughs> trash can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gave you two problems, it's gone. Well, it's it's actually the clamp for my track saw. So uh, okay. it runs in the miter, well, so I only have the two. I mean, I could go buy two more, right. but, you know, mm-hmm. I just ground it off. Now it's all nice and smooth. But, nice. yeah. Yeah, limited, uh, limited number of a certain tool has never stopped me from raging out if it ever like caught me or something and just smashing it <laughs> it's pretty fun yeah <laughs> for when you're in the moment it feels yeah, great. Yeah. yeah yeah generally that's normally what happens but today i don't know uh, what what's the worst moment you've had like that like where you just smash something and then you're like damn it why did i do that oh i got one mine okay go so ahead. Uh, back when I used to do car stereos, I, I was struggling with a speaker <laughs> and the mm-hmm. client was there and she's like, when are we going to be done? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I got to get this thing in there. 
and then it wouldn't it wouldn't fit. So I raged out and I I flung that thing like a frisbee. <laughs> and then I went into the garage. I thought I had another one, and I, I was mistaken. It was an empty box. So that that that, that was bad. Yeah, mine. Uh, mine's kind of along the same lines as I had. My last truck had some kind of wiring issue with the stereo where it would just always wig out on me and just like go to the next station or whatever, like just do random stuff. And I tolerated this thing for like two years. And one day I, had, I was just in an extra bad mood and I just punched it. <laughs> just bam, the whole, entire LCD screen was just smashed. And then like a week later, I ended up trading that truck in anyway. <laughs> So I had to be, they're like, what happened to the stereo? I'm like, ah, kids throwing stuff from the backseat. <laughs> I had a, a 80 Camaro and I was trying to cut um, part of the exhaust off. I was under it with a Sawzall mm. and the Are you cutting spark... catalytic converters out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we know what you're doing. <laughs> So one of the sparks went in my ear, like a little a, a piece of hot metal. And it was like, it like whistled in my ear. Like it was, it was oh, like, like, like as I, as it was sizzling, I'm like, I was screaming and I go to get out from under the car and, <laughs> and I, yeah, I smashed my head on the bottom of the car. Oh, so I'm man. just pissed. And this was some old raggedy Camaro. Like it was super rusty. So then all the rust and, and crap is falling all over me. <laughs> falling in your face. I grabbed this wrench and just smashed right into the roof on the thing. And I immediately felt great. And then immediately I was like, oh, that sucks. I just put a big ass dent right in the roof of this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst when you're underneath something and, and you get hurt mm -hmm. under there and you have nowhere to go. Yeah, like We were doing like a transmission swap in my brother's truck. And I knocked my knee on like uh, just something underneath there. And it was unforgiving. It didn't move. But I was just like. <laughs> knock my knee and I'm like underneath there like oh, like <laughs> you know you can't, you can't do anything you can't really get out of there you're just like god that hurt. have you seen that the, the, uh, I, it, there's a reel going around on Instagram now where the guy's like working underneath a rusty truck and he goes under <laughs> and he tries it and he gets like all the dust in his eye so he goes oh, back yeah. oh, and yeah. he gets the safety goggles <laughs> and he tries it and it, it gets in his eye and then he gets the full face shield and he tries it and he gets dust in his eye. So then finally yeah. he's outside the vehicle reaching under with his arm doing it. And then sure enough, Still he gets it. dust in his eye. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah I've cool. seen that one. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where's where's, your, where's yours at Tony? Or you don't yeah. even have one. Cause you're a nice Canadian. That's what it is. Um, oh no! Sorry, I just apologized to it. <laughs> that was like a leprechaun. Sorry, that didn't sound. <laughs> that, that was weird. I'll work on it. <laughs> Impressions <laughs> are not Corey's thing. Yeah, we're, we're let's, let's work on that for camp. Maybe we'll see. Uh, um, yeah, I guess I I can't really remember any like completely raging out because I, mm -hmm. I when I was younger I had really bad <laughs> anger issues so i've i've come to lengthen it or or at somebody yeah i've come I've, well yeah <laughs> i've i've come to lengthen out the fuse quite a bit so it takes quite a bit for me to 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 rage out as you say but i did spend a lot of time 
uh, as a kid with my father, we were working on transport trucks and stuff because he had a, a business uh, hauling hauling lumber and stuff. Mm. And uh, <laughs> there was many times where me and him were, were not we never swore at each other. There was like this line. It was, it was very interesting. I still, to this day, I'll be 41 next month or in October. I don't swear around my father, Hmm. like at all. And he doesn't swear around me. Hmm. Like we just don't, we just don't, for some reason, we don't cross that line. There's the odd word here and there, but you'll never hear an F bomb between me and him. It's just this weird thing, but yeah, we we when we when we were working on stuff, yeah, we'd be so angry at each other. I'd be storming out of the garage because he was trying to get me to do something, and I didn't understand what he wanted. And we, yeah, we've we've had our we we were never we never worked well together until I got into my twenties, and then I was out of the house. <laughs> hmm. but, yeah, and how did that make you feel? I feel like we're <laughs> daddy issues therapy here. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. No. My dad doesn't swear at me either because he doesn't talk to me. Anybody else want to keep going on this daddy thing? <laughs> Ooh. That, that, just, that just went to a bad place. No, we still we still talk, so we're 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 good that way. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't even know why he doesn't talk to me. Jeez. Such a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get off that. I, th- uh, I, I thought I'd met a, an angry man when I met Keith, but I, I'm seeing a different side of Corey. <laughs> you know, uh, getting back to what you were saying, where you used to have the short fuse. Some people think I have a short fuse, and I'm, I'm a pretty <laughs> wow high, no, strong, angry guy. That, yeah. But really, I don't know where they get that from. <laughs> really, I, yeah, it's so weird. I truly believe in Zen and any. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you look you like get you do a shirt like that says yoga. <laughs> "Yeah, I believe in Zen." <laughs> namaste, all that. Yeah, I'm a... namaste, right over here. You you stay right over there. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm pretty short tempered, but in the shop, it it's kind of like a Zen place. Even mistakes, I don't really get to mm. anymore. Like that's where I go to forget about work and all that stuff so mm. i don't really get too angry in there like today grabbing that thing i mean yesterday i got freaked out by the router but like today when i grabbed the clamp it didn't really bother me mm. years ago yeah because you had to go change your pants yeah. that kind of by the time you did that you cooled down a little bit yeah but i mean years ago yeah a day to the work to work <laughs> no I'll tell you what, though, when I when that router stopped and I looked at the bit, I was checking everything. I'm like, these chunks have got to be somewhere. And I'm like looking at my arms, my legs. <laughs> in your face. And like I'm out there. Catch a piece of shroud. Yeah, I'm out there in Crocs. I'm like looking. <laughs> and, Safety oh, yeah, Crocs. Yeah, though, right? absolutely. <laughs> and then I'm like feeling my shirt to see if the chunk is like in my shirt. And I'm like. The blood will start soon, you know. <laughs> Am I hit? Am I, am I hit? Am I hit? Uh, but yeah, I, I lucked out. I have no idea where the pieces are. They're probably embedded into something. Probably in your neighbor's car or something. Comes out, he's like, "Is this just a crash?" Yeah, right. And they cut his mm-hmm. finger on a piece of carbide that's sticking out of the side of it. 
So if it made it to his neighbor's car, <laughs> that's quite a distance. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like in New Jersey, but like in the middle of nowhere, New mm. Jersey. I don't call it a compound for nothing. <laughs> but yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't I don't get as angry anymore in, in my shop. Um, except for when I had the um Blackthorn curse. Oh yeah. You know, I got I got a little <laughs> angry then. Keith sent me all his CNC problems and I had the my big machine go down for like two weeks and I, I got that figured out and got the part out to Keith that he needed. And then uh I get the rotary CNC machine going and Keith's like, Hey, I'll get some handles from you and I'm like, All right, Keith. He sent the curse right back to me. Yeah. So a couple weeks, a couple weeks later, I got his his handles done. I I think now that it's out there in the Midwest, I'm going to get the sage out, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to cleanse my CNC and try it again. <laughs> try it <laughs> Maybe again. it'll work. You need like a smudge stick and uh, uh, some salt and all sorts of stuff. We'll exercise that thing. Uh, get it all worked out. I don't know. I don't know what I got to do. <laughs> I had it apart, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago. I took it out to check out hmm. anything, if anything was loose on the motherboard or whatever, <laughs> and then I put it back together. I haven't turned it on. I don't know if it works or not. So Probably not. Yeah, you have to turn it on to know if it's going to work or not. Step yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. You know what you need? A rotary CNC. Yeah. I know a guy. I think until I figure out how to use mine <laughs> properly, I'm not buying one yet, just yet. Yeah, don't don't pay attention to that part earlier where me and Chris said that it's scary to use them at first. <laughs> it's fine. Super easy. You'll see. What are you doing over there, Tony? He's getting out his paperwork. Stuff. I'm getting up my paperwork here. Mm. So it's the time to thank to, our patrons. To read our names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, there's one guy's on the top of the list. I don't know why. Maybe he was he's, first. He's the best. <laughs> he's the, he's best. the very best patron. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll go through our list here of, of our extremely valued patrons. Um, we have Corey of Odyssey CNC now, not mm-hmm. Odyssey Stan anymore. That's right. Uh, the Etsy it's boys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, Christy of Twisted Twine, Annette of 513 Woodworks, Hot Iron Metalworks, Full Steam Design by Chris Powell. Might know that guy too. Lillian Archer Photography, David Beckwith Makes, NB Woodfinery. And then our top tier, we have Eastbroke Studios, Danelle Smith Christian, Brian Drennan, Lawrence of Maritime Knife Supply.com, Ed Johns, Uncle Sam Metalworks, Green Street Joinery, Vincent Ferrari, Brian Housewart of Workfort Podcast, Artigino Sorio, Matt of Wooden Mustache. Lee of Regal Street, Brett or Brent of Clean Cut Woodworking, and new this week we have Brad's Customs. So 
Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. I'd also I'd also like to take this time to thank Sabretooth, our sponsor. Uh, you can go there and get uh, your power carving tools, discs, and burrs for all your power carving needs. They are fantastic. I'm actually wearing one of their shirts today. Um, I do like them. What's it say? I make. It, it says I make sawdust, and it's got a little saber oh, tooth cool. here in the corner. You like the color, didn't you? I do like the color. That was a, a pleasant surprise. I didn't know they would be a, <laughs> a green t-shirt. Did you feel guilty when you put that shirt on? So you're like, man, I gotta actually go do some work out in the shop, <laughs> or this shirt's a lie. <laughs> I'm actually covered in sawdust with it. To be honest with you. Huh. Yeah, using that router this morning, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also i'd like to thank our other sponsor uh maritime uh your one-stop shop for makers and i believe he's still got the uh, ram's head 12 ton yeah the ram's head the hundred dollars off the for for the uh 12 ton h frame press so we want to thank him again yeah I do want to thank him. He's he's great. Get yourself, Must be nice to have sponsors. Get yourself some rise and grind from him. <laughs> <laughs> the maker community's best coffee. The um, I do want to recommend somebody. Uh, I, uh, Dave France. I think it's Dave France Studio. Hold on, I, I I I get blind to people's names after a while. Like once you know them, mm. yeah, it's Dave underscore France with a Z underscore Studio. He's a does he consider himself a blacksmith at the top? But uh, I guess so. He does a little bit. Of, he dabbles in a little bit of everything, but he does some crazy mm. artistry with metal. And uh, I recently commissioned him to make a hammer for my wife uh so he's making the hammerhead Corey here who's on is making a handle for it uh it's going to be pretty epic but he just finished it this weekend and he posted a reel about it so check that out his reel that was posted on sunday is the uh is the reel you want to look at it is amazing what he did yeah it's pretty cool he edited yeah i'm kind of nervous about making something to fit that yeah he so uh my wife's logo is like the medusa so he made her a a hammerhead and he put a snake on it in metal which is pretty wild so he put a horn-nosed viper going across it nice yeah it looks pretty sharp yeah yeah It, it it's yeah you sent me that video of it when it was still like glowing hot and I was like, is that a snake on that thing? Yeah. And then the next video, I was like, man, that is freaking cool. Well, yeah, it was awesome. yeah he was making uh, those like hold fast too, right? Like the octopus tentacle hold fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing was yep. wicked. Man, that thing's cool. He makes some crazy stuff. Originally, I had just asked for like a, like a regular hammer. You know, I, I try and support the makers when I can, you know? So I was like, oh, just make me a hammer. And then he's like, I can do fancy if you want. I'm like, yeah, hammer's fine. And then I was on In the Shop Live 
uh, and Bliss was on, and he pulled up uh, the holdfast he made, the octopus holdfast. Mm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, I can't just get a hammerhead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I kind of yeah. felt bad, but I'm like, I'm not going to change my mind on him now. And then he sent me a video. And if you look at the reel, like with where he just drew it on, and he's like, you know, I was, I was mm-hmm. thinking about this. And I think I could add a snake like this. And I was like, oh, yeah, do it. Nice. Do it. Go for it. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I have I have a hard time doing um, like not fancy stuff. You know what I mean? Like if people were like order something, I'm like, how about this? How about you add this? How about this? And they're like, no, I just want I just want this. I'm like, oh, man. So it's probably the same for Dave where he's like just wants to do something cooler. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it's worth it. If you want something custom, go to Dave. He makes some amazing stuff. Nice. He makes coins. He makes hammers hold fast he's pretty talented yeah he's making some cool hammer heads out of that um was it a chain chain link like a massive yeah wrought like iron ship chain yeah, or something iron. yeah wrought iron chain those are pretty cool too that was a cool little collab a, too i think with that is that a planishing hammer a plain shiny hammer chris some might say <laughs> <laughs> no one else is gonna get that reference no that's an inside joke it, it kind of makes sense, though. Way inside. That's an autocorrect joke. <laughs> oh, nice. Now they get it. Uh, now it's not even that. Now, yeah. Now, it's, <laughs> now it's an everybody joke. I, I've I've worked I've worked with some dummies that would have somehow worked planishing into into that. So plain shiny. Yeah. I like the autocorrect things where like people and I do it too where they correct you all the time or, or like they correct themselves mm. and they keep doing it. Like for some reason, well, it's not for some reason I have a crack on my phone and it, the L is terrible. <laughs> so like every time I write talk, it, it's just tack. Right. And things like that. And if I write all it's, it always just puts Al like every time and it's always with the L. So I'm always correcting myself lately, but when anyone else corrects themselves to me i'm always like yeah i speak autocorrect i'm fluent in autocorrect is always my response to people <laughs> so you, so you're saying that even your phone stutters <laughs> oh that's number I'll five punch up. in the face <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Say, that's number five. Yeah, i think you get a left and a right from keith <laughs> chad and tony have free reign at making fun of me stuttering but i don't know about Corey. <laughs> Dude, that last episode was hilarious when Chad set you up with the uh, the stutter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did he do that on purpose? Stutter, he must stutter. have. <laughs> he said he did, oh. I think. And then you corrected him, and then <laughs> and then you stuttered on saying it's it's stutter, not stutter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. That, that was, was pretty funny. Well, Chris, it looks like next time you'll be back by yourself on this show. <laughs> Not get an inv- invite back. <laughs> Corey, did you say you had a recommendation? Oh, I already did it. It was the DFM Toolworks. Oh, yeah. So they make some pretty cool stuff. I mean, they make all kinds of stuff. It's CNC work for hammerheads, and then they have, like, uh, card scrapers and stuff like that for, like, the juice grooves on um, cutting boards, things uh, like that. Yeah, so. I have his card scrapers. I also have uh, – hmm. he's got a little square I have. Um, mm. 
Yeah, the little speed squares look to be pretty. I I call it a speed square. I could be saying it wrong, but uh, they look pretty I, good. They look solid. I bought the little L one um, just because it comes with two posts to find the center. So I bought it as more of a center jig. But I find I use it a lot to go to ninety on my table saw blade. It's a mm. nice little thing I can just put there and get to ninety. He's got some cool stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a. He's got. I don't understand it, but the the domino dowel thing, right? Isn't that him? Didn't he just come up at I that? I don't know if I've seen that. Do one. I need to cut this out? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we can look real quick. I say real quick. I can't even find it. Yeah, no, I'm right. Man. Yeah. It's like a dowel jig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it shaves off the domino. Right. Yeah, it's got like different slots, slot sizes milled in it where you you punch the domino through it and it kind of rounds it over so it fits in the the holes a little better. Yeah, well, it makes it removable or something so you can... Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dry fit your boards, I think it's, it's what it's for. But very cool. Yeah, he makes uh, punches and stuff like that, too. It's pretty cool little punches. So, yeah. Anyway, check him out. Anyway, you boys. I've been furiously looking, scrolling <laughs> through Instagram to try to find a recommendation. But, you know, Instagram only f- feeds you, like, complete nonsense now. So I don't even know if I've scrolled past anyone that I actually know. It's all right. You don't have to find got, one. Don't got, force it. I got nothing. No, that's all right, Chris. It. If you, there's nobody you like enough to uh, recommend, it's it's cool. There's Keith spinning around a bit that exploded on him. <laughs> that finally came up. I mean, you could you recommend, recommend a podcast. Uh, Keith. <laughs> like the Makeshift Podcast. That's a great idea. I think I'll do that. <laughs> huh. well, tell us about that podcast. That sounds interesting. Um. Yeah, so, you know, you're on there and I'm on there. And, you know, sometimes we have guests and whatever, and and sometimes it's just you and me and we talk numbers and it's probably a little boring, but it's all right. It's a good time. Check it out. Yeah. The, Makeshift podcast. The Perkins stories are pretty good. Mm. Yeah. We <laughs> got to gotta get back on them. I was, yeah, was, we do. Well, what you yeah, got to do is, is find Perkins and get him on. <laughs> oh, God. Nah, he wouldn't say anything. Well, it would just be like silence the whole time. He would be sitting the wrong direction in his chair. <laughs> You'd just see the back of his head. All right. And when you ask him a question, he'd just say, affirmative. <laughs> Where else can we find you guys other than on the makeshift podcast? Uh, Corey? Um, uh, so you can find me on Instagram at odyssey underscore CNC. It was odyssey underscore Stan. I was trying to make it like relatable and cool and hip but I just figure it makes it more confusing now because I don't even really go by Stan <laughs> by Corey anyway. So it's kind of stupid, but, uh, you said it. And, and if, yeah, <laughs> but if you, if, yeah, if you write it, if you write in Odyssey CNC without the underscore, you'll find my other account. I've tried to start forever ago as like the business side of it and didn't. So I think the only person following me on that one is Keith. <laughs> I think he has like two followers either way. You could follow either one. Just one of them will have content and the other one won't at all. <laughs> Chris, where can they find you? 
Uh, full, full underscore steam underscore designs on Instagram. And then I have Chris Powell on YouTube and full steam designs on YouTube, depending on if you want to see some CNC stuff or, you know, some regular, just everyday making stuff. If you want to find, uh, Chad, you can find him on all your socials at Chad's custom creations. Tony's at Woodland Iron. I'm a Blackthorn Concepts. The collective three of us can be found at Working Hands Podcast on Instagram. If you want to send us a Gmail, it's workinghandspodcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate if you could rate and review the show on any podcatcher that allows it. Five stars would be awesome, but rate as you wish. Um, if you do leave us a five-star review, I will read it out online. Um, and yeah, we appreciate it. With that, Let's head on over to the after show, boys. Later. Later.